Hello, what's up, everybody? I wanted to jump on here before the episode this week and give you a heads up. Um, in recording this week's episode, I made a mistake and forgot to plug in our soundboard into the computer. Um, so luckily, after an hour of recording, the episode was not lost. It, uh, it was just recorded through the computer microphone. So just so you know, there will be an obvious difference in the sound quality this week. I hope it's not too much of a distraction from the conversation and the discussion about police officers and law enforcement and the justice and penal system in America and a biblical view on it. I thought it was a great conversation. Um, So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of The Canceled Preacher. Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, the moral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country, and the socialism, and the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this, and preachers who said they believed the Bible, and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? Hello and welcome back to uh, another episode with Cancelled Preacher uh, with me, Jonathan Hudson, and my dad, Pastor Phil Hudson. And uh, today we have, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about the, uh, well, what did you just say, the whole legal, the whole justice system. Law enforcement, justice system. Yes. So you have got, um, what's your beef? <laughs> you've been you've been mad for the past, I don't know how long, how long have you been into this police auditor videos that you've been telling me about? For years, actually. And I've also worked for the Sheriff's Department part-time for five years. And so I've seen a lot. And uh, what do you do at the Sheriff's Department? I work in the control center um, at the Sheriff's Department and, uh, and so in the jail. So what do you do? <clears throat> well, basically it's keeping all the records um, and uh, keeping the, uh, the jail safe. So when uh, people come in, make sure that they get in and they're, they, they're, they, they come in, um, I should say legally, because you just can't bring somebody in. A policeman just cannot bring somebody in with no reason. It's got to be a charge. And so all of that has to be documented. And, um, you know, just making sure that, that nobody leaves that uh, is not supposed to leave and um, just basically stuff like that. So um, you have been, uh, well, I guess since I've been hearing about it from you, it's been about six months or so, but you've just been getting more and more uh, mad and uh, uh, basically at police officers. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, yes. Okay, so, you know, basically a lot of this stuff really started coming to light with COVID, although I believe this long before that. See, I'm, I'm a biblical Christian and a constitutional American or patriot. And so we ought to live by the word of God and what it says. And there was a day when America's constitution and laws reflected the word of God. Of course, we're getting away from that. We've got, you know, you can't post the Ten Commandments in schools anymore. And uh, that's a shame because um, the Ten Commandments are our moral code. First of all, responsibility to God and then our responsibility to one another. 
Uh, the first table written by the finger of God is vertical. Um, and in other words, our relationship to God, looking up to God. And thou shalt have no other gods before me. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Don't make it to the any graven images. And then the second table, you know, is uh, man's responsibility in relationship to man. I believe the fifth command, honor thy father and thy mother, is transitional because parents stand in the place of God or God has made the parents, given them the authority. So it's a God-given authority over children. And, uh, and then so it goes from there, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And of course, if we, if we would covet, you know, for example, if you covet your neighbor's wife, then it's going to lead down the road to adultery. If you covet what your neighbor has or somebody else has, then you're going to want to steal. And uh, so all, the commandments kind of go together as a package. But uh, really, when God, see Israel, they were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years. And God says it was a class-based system. It's a communist-based system. Um, and so God says, I want you to be free. And if you want to be free, here are the laws. And just 10. And the first of the 10 establishes the authority of God to make the rest of the laws, to make the rest of the commandments. And God says, if you'll just do this, and uh, you, you can live in a free and prosperous society where you'll be able to go out at night, you know, and you'll be able to travel and, and uh, feel safe. Mm -hmm. The reason why we are so unsafe now, feeling so unsafe, is because we're getting away from the Word of God. But anyway, so yes, to talk about, say, for example, policemen. Okay. Um, I, first of all, there were no policemen in the Bible. Now, granted that, say, the Roman government, for example, they did use their military as policemen. I, I get that. But if you go back to the theocracy in the book of Je uh, Exodus, where God says, okay, I'm going to establish you as a nation, basically he says, if you will execute these laws in a just way, he says, you will not have this huge financial burden of law enforcement in the whole judicial system, in the whole penal uh, system, you know, we're talking about prisons and whatnot. It's extremely expensive, and we are really drowning in financial debt, and a lot of it is because we're just not doing it the way God said do it. Um, so number one, let's just start off with the prisons. First of all, prisons are just, they're unbiblical. They're not in the Bible. They're inhumane. There are places where crime runs rampant, and they're just ineffective at rehabilitation. The recidivism rate is extremely high. What's that? Well, that's people that get out, and they're not out very long before they're right back in again. And um, it's, just, it's just very, very high. Uh, and then they're just unsafe places. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about local county jails. I'm talking about big prisons, you know. Uh, and some are more effective than others. And I really have a lot of doubts about these private prisons um, that uh, are just unsafe. And then unscriptural. You'll find out when God gives the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter number 20, Deuteronomy chapter number 5, when he gives the Ten Commandments, then the next chapter he says, now these are the judgments. So he defines what he means by somebody that breaks one of the commandments. And then basically he says, this is what you do to somebody who violates one of these commandments. Now, the first seven 
are capital offenses. In other words, warrant the death penalty. So the Bible says many times in Exodus 21, this person shall be put to death. For example, in Exodus 21, I think it's verse number 22 or somewhere around there, it, it just simply says, if a man lie in wait, come up presumptuously to slay or kill his, his you know, somebody, um, he is to be put to death. And God says, even if he runs to church, even if he gets right with God, even if he, you know, he, he promises to turn over a new leaf, and it looks like he has, God says, you still drag him from the horns of the altar, and you take him out and execute him. Mm. And you do it right away. One of the reasons why we're in a mess is, you know, we got somebody will sit on death row an average of 22 years, mm -hmm. which that one person with all the cost involved, that's a million dollars, you know, just for one person. I read that actually, talking about that, it's cheaper to house a prisoner for life than to, uh, than to put him to death because of all that um, that goes into the appeals and all that stuff, that it would be cheaper uh, a cheaper financial burden uh, to just keep him in prison for his entire life rather than try to put him to death. Right, and God says, and God says this: rehabilitation is not an option. Okay, but God's mind is: we've got to trust God. He knows so much. He He knows everything, and we know nothing. And so this is what the peon brain, the left, is saying: well, it's wrong to kill somebody who kills. You know. Uh, or to murder somebody that murders. But God is saying, when you execute a murderer, that is not murder. That, that's not murder. Mm -hmm. um, it's obedience to God. It's obedience yeah. to God. And since God is love and God cares for the individual, but also for society, he is saying, even if the person could re rehabilitate, it's still not right to go down that road. Because in the long run, you're going to do much more harm than good. And so what God is saying, um, uh, first-degree murder, premeditated murder, that that person should be executed, and not 22 years later after all the appeals run out. Mm -hmm. When the guy is guilty and the evidence is, is obvious, then, then he needs to be executed. Uh, that's what the scriptures say. And uh, that's, if we would just do that right there, we could save a lot of money. Yeah. Just in that. Yeah. But let me give you a few statistics here. First of all, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, with more than 2.2 million people incarcerated, this sum amounts to nearly $134,000 per person detained per year for the, the whole justice system, you know, the whole thing. The total number on the criminal justice system, the total burden, excuse me, on the, on the criminal justice system is $1.2 trillion. Oh my, oh my goodness is right. That's a year here. The United States has some of the highest recidivism rates in the world because it doesn't, prison rehabilitation does not work. For example, according to the National Institute of Justice, almost 44% of criminals released return to prison before their first year being out. In other words, Within 365 days, they're back in jail again. In 2005, about 68% of the 405,000 released prisoners were rearrested for a new crime within three years and 77% within five years. That's the recidivism rate. It doesn't work. One of the reasons is, this is a funny thing. 
So we pass out Bibles in prisons, mm -hmm. you know. So prison is a state institution, and you got another prison, and that is the school system. <laughs> that is a prison, an indoctrination camp. And they, they can't have a Bible in, in the prison, you know, in that prison, in schools. Can't have a Bible, you can't pray, you know, none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you can do all of that in the, in the jails and in the prisons. You know, you can have chaplains come in and preach to them. You can have Bibles and, and Bible studies, Bible literature, and uh, you're allowed to pray, but can't do any of that stuff in public schools. If they would just change that around, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, um, yeah. We, yeah, that would help right, right there. But what do you expect when you say it's immoral to teach? That is moral. It's it, it's immoral to teach. It's immoral to murder. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. But that's that's it. And no wonder kids are confused. But anyway, new data from the Bureau of Justice Statistics shows that state prisons are seeing alarming rise in suicide, homicide, drug, and alcohol-related deaths. Suicide's a real problem in prisons. Another article that I read, putting. Um, this message together was violence behind bars is inescapable and very traumatizing. The United States has the highest prison population of any country. 25% of all the world's prisoners are in the United States. Wow. That tells you something right there. And a lot of these prisoners, they are not violent criminals. It's, it's drug charges, marijuana, things like that you know, domestic violence that is not really, you know, high. A lot of, in jails, a lot of it is just traffic violations and things of that nature. And so the, the, they're just not working. And so this is what God said. God says, okay, so I, I want, the, here, here is a basic guideline, life for life, okay? Mm -hmm. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, mm -hmm. Now here's now this is oh. what the bleeding heart liberals would say or how cruel that is, mm -hmm. but if you would establish that, uh, and that would be the law of the land, then you would have a people would have more respect for other people's eyes, mm -hmm. and it, it wouldn't happen nearly as much. Um, but when you get off on it, you know, you know and th and then all this plea bargaining, that is unbelievable. That that. Um, you're either going to, you know, face two or three, you know, life sentences, or you can plea bargain down for six months. <laughs> you, you, you know, that's what they tried with Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah. Yeah. And he said, well, we're, we're going to throw the book at you, or you can just plea bargain down for two years, and you'll get out after six months with a year or two probation. Mm -hmm. When the guy was defending himself, mm -hmm. you know, when, when it was obvious but who wants to go to a trial, you know, and how he was treated in jail while he was waiting? It's just unbelievable. The whole system is screwed up. Well, I certainly know that, um, uh, like you said, the bleeding heart liberals, the left, the people who think they know more than God, would certainly buck at the idea that an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, life for life, and uh, they buy into these uh, so-called proverbs, like the one you just mentioned, why do we kill people who kill people to show that kill pe killing people is wrong? And that sounds pretty good to you know a uh, to a, a biblically illiterate person. Uh, then they'll say you know I've heard of this one an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. 
Um, you know, but basically you're just flying in the face of what God said. Yeah, Gandhi said that, but God, that's right. But but Gandhi does not understand human nature, number one, and uh, he doesn't understand God, but God understands man more than man understands man. And like I was saying, you know, we would be much, much more careful if the crimes were fair. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's one thing when people get off too easy. That's wrong. That's an injustice. But what about people that get, you know, I, I mean, they, they do something that's a misdemeanor and they spend 10 years in jail. Mm -hmm. That's just as wrong as well. What God is saying, the crime should equal um, the, the punishment. And that's impossible uh, unless you have a standard of, of truth and righteousness. Um, because, uh, you know, who's going to decide? How impossible it would be to figure out what is a just punishment for certain crimes? Right. You know, it's impossible. That's why, uh, you know, God, who is the arbiter of righteousness, he's got to be the one that tells us. And we have to shut up and listen to him. Uh, so Gandhi, he gets this idea that everybody's going to go pluck out everybody else's eye. But if you realize you pluck out somebody else's eye, you're really plucking out your own eye. You're going to be much less apt to do that, mm -hmm. especially when judgment is going to be executed in a righteous and biblical way. Well, that's another thing that people would bring up in the face of this argument and say, well, what about the people that are in jail wrongfully? What about the people that get put to death quickly uh, and they, they never should have been put to death? They were innocent, you know, it turns out. Uh, you know, what about all the... And I guess they would make it sound like... So what they want to do is marginalize and they want to just use the, the extreme example and make that the rule. Well, God even understood that. Um, but that, that's still, it, it's still, just because people are not perfect does not mean you throw the baby out with the bath water. You can always improve upon human judgment. But what God is saying is that this is going to be the best way to do it. And um, it's going to be better than what we've got now. There's no question about that. So, yeah, I get that. And that's a, that does sound like a good argument from somebody that does not have the mind of Christ. And so, yes, so prisons, they're, they're a real mess and uh, always have been. And, and if we, and by the way, a lot of this stuff has to do when it says eye for an eye, for example, that, that's based upon the person who, who lost an eye. If it was an accident, that, that's a whole nother, that, that's, a, that's a whole nother animal right there. We're talking about a vicious crime, you know, where you, for example, you get drunk and drive down the road and you've got your wife and family with you and you're drunk driving and slam into a telephone pole and your children end up dead or maimed for life. God says, you are going to have to answer to that because you did not regard or you didn't value life, you know, and that's also in that context right there. Yeah, we have um, prisons now, and it's a, you know, when you when you look at the statistics like you just brought up, it's uh, and it's getting worse. You know, the prison population is growing, and uh, the the bill, the, the money that you got to pay is increasing uh, because it, it's 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 a growing problem. Uh, but this is a question that I was raised, and I thought I'd get your in input on it. Is is are prisons or should the the justice system and the penal system be focused on executing justice or 
deterring crime. Uh, I, I don't think the two, maybe the two can overlap a little bit, but when you get off on one, you kind of forsake the other. When you get off on the other, you forsake the one. Because if you want to execute justice, well, you know, who's to say what's just until we get back to a, a standard? But if you're going to deter crime, then you're going to go down like the Roman uh, road where you're going to uh, crucify people, you know, to deter crime. You know, no one's going to want to, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? You're not going to break the law if you're going to be crucified. Uh, so, uh, you know, what's, what's your opinion? What's the biblical Well, position? let's start off because this kind of overlaps with recidivism. Okay, so we know that that doesn't work. So regarding going to prison to somehow, you know, rehabilitate, that doesn't work. So we should not have that as a goal. You know, that's first of all. And then, then you were saying to deter crime. Well, we get the criminal off of the street so that the streets are safer. Okay. Um, I, I would say, yes, that may work. Okay. But is it the best way? I would say no. It is not the best way. Um, God is saying that when a person commits this crime, this is the punishment. This is better than prison, um, anything like that. And, and here's something else. Not only do you punish the man, okay, or you get the criminal off the street. And by the way, many crimes are not, they're, they're, they're not really flight risks or threats to society. These are not violent criminals. Now, in the current situation, I would say violent criminals, okay, since we got it and it's the way it is, they need to get off. They need to get out. Um, but putting people in jail because, you know, uh, they, <laughs> their license is expired or they forgot to, you know, re-register their car. And that will happen, you know. And you'll write a ticket. You know, the policeman will write a ticket. You know, your, your plates are expired. And next thing you know, you don't show up for court because of whatever. The warrant's going out for your arrest. And they're going to take you to jail. They're going to handcuff you, take you to jail. And they're going to have your car towed. And if you're 10 miles away or 100 miles away from where you live at, they're going to just, uh, you're going to have to post bonds. It's only going to be $75, $100, about what it is here. And uh, if you don't have it, you know, they want cash. They don't want a debit card. You know, then it's a huge process. And if you ain't got no family around, you're just driving through town, it becomes a serious problem. Mm. And when they release you, they just release you into the lobby. You know, good luck finding your way back home or finding your car. You know, it could be towed 20 miles away. Mm. And that is the case, by the way. One of my own children, their car was towed, I believe it was, in Chicago. Um, you know, the car was towed from the south side, towed all the way up to the north side, you know, because of parking in the wrong place. Well, and so that, that is a, a real problem right there. You know, and I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that Um but it seems like it's, it's got something better than, you know, handcuffing a lady 65 years of age because she's driving a car where she borrowed and it was, uh, you know, just to, had nothing to do with the problem. Right. And then she just failed to show up, you know. But, you know, failure to appear, you know, that, that's an arrestable offense right there. Um, but on, on, the, on the grander scheme, felonies, well, you know, you've got all levels of felonies, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I would say yes, for those people that are violent criminals, they've got to be taken off the streets. Absolutely. But it is still not the right way. Um, it's biblical. Okay. So you got somebody that's violent 
And uh, here's a good example. And so two men strive and then hit one a woman that's standing by and uh, her fruit depart. She's pregnant and her fruit depart. And uh, God says if that child is stillborn, that's life for life. Or if that child is maimed, it's eye for eye, tooth for tooth, you know, um, right on down, burning for burning, you know, stripe for stripe. And so God is saying, you, you, don't you worry about the motive. Because when we start trying to figure out motive, it's always going to get wrong. Yeah. We've just got to stay with the word of God. Yeah, like hate crimes. Oh, yeah. That is ascribing a motive to, to a crime. Right, right. Yes. And once we start going there, then what we're saying right now can be considered a hate crime. It just depends on who's in office and who's calling the shots. Well, we've got um, the... Okay, so a lot of people might might get frustrated with you that you don't back the blue. You know, here you are saying that you're frustrated with cops. Well, let's go ahead and talk <laughs> well, about that. And let me say this. Um, but then they also will acknowledge that the that the that the same people saying that was like, well, we got to back the blue, we got to back the blue. We'll also acknowledge how wrong it is that a criminal can hurt himself breaking into your house and then sue you. You can end up in jail for pulling a gun on somebody who is who has broken into your house in Connecticut and other other left wing you know uh, uh, yeah. states and things like that. Um, so they'll acknowledge all that's messed up. They'll not. They'll probably agree with what we just said about the prisons and the, and these crimes and the, this well, facts don't lie and this backwards punishment of you know uh, uh, crimes and things like that. Whereas some people will will spend years in jail for doing something we don't see doesn't seem to be that bad. Whereas you got rapists or child molesters are out, you know. Um, and how how does this how does this work? How how is that okay? People, I I, I will 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 agree that all that's messed up, but then also like, they'll say, well, you got to back the blue, you got to back the blue, you got to back the blue. Um, and you've even said, yeah, we ought to support the police officers. You have said that. Yes. But um, you also say I hate cops. <laughs> but uh, tongue in cheek, though. But you're you're coming from uh, you've watched all these um, these uh, for years. I've been watching the auditors, and I will tell you, police auditors. Yeah, police auditors, and I will tell you there is profiling, and I'm again it. I'm again it. All this profiling. Now I have spoken to police. We have policemen in our church, and they have said. If you've got, for example, a black guy walking down a white neighborhood at six and six at night or six in the morning, he said, "We're going to pull him over and we're going to question him because they should not be there." Now wait a minute here. What that cop is saying? Now I have a reason to to violate this man's constitutional and civil rights. If that is a public street, the public has every right to be on that street. Now, this is what they'll say. Well, yeah, you say that now because you don't have thugs walking down your street. Well, I would say to the cop, your problem then is not with the thug walking down the street. Your problem is with your legislatures. Rather than go and profile him and demand his ID, you know, and, uh, you know, detain him. And as far as I'm concerned, this is what they'll say. You're not under arrest. You're just detained. But then they can detain you by putting you in the back of the car What's the in difference? handcuffs. What is the difference in the end? You know, it's what they write on a piece of paper. I take it. That's that's right, and it's very humiliating. Mm -hmm. Think about it. So you're walking down the street, and uh, and then the next thing you know, uh, 
three or four cops pull you, you know, they, they come up on you and their guns are out and they're saying freeze on your belly, you know, and people start looking at it, you know, looking at you. Extremely, extremely humiliating. Um, I'm against it. I'm very much against it. And if the blue is going to do that, then I'm against them because ultimately it's not about my safety. That's a big problem right there, yeah. you know, to protect and to serve, okay? First of all, they're law enforcement officers. They're supposed to enforce law, not feelings. That's number one, yeah. okay? And uh, they have, they, they, they overstep their authority when they want to keep the peace, mm -hmm. okay? No, no, you're supposed to go after those that, that break the peace or break the law. You are not supposed, and then this is what they say, this is what they say. So we're investigating you, okay? Okay, so why are you investigating me? What, what have I done, okay? Well, we got a call. So therefore, just because you got a call and you match the description, they can strip you of your constitutional rights, mm -hmm. you know? I am very, very adamant and very much against that, you know? And, um, and so, and here's another problem too. So these cops get these, these, these warrants, you know, to be able to go and search a house because they think somebody is in the house. And so they're allowed occasionally to go in and, uh, I mean, kick down the front door and go in with a SWAT team screaming and yelling, you know, um, you know, police, you know, um, show your hands and all that stuff. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Constitution tells me that I have the authority, I have the right, and the Bible also tells me that if somebody breaks into my house in the middle of the night, I have a right to defend myself. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not very smart, but if I were going to break in and I wanted to kill somebody, break in and kill somebody, rob or rape somebody's wife and kill them, and just do them damage, what I would do is I'd kick the door down, screaming, police. <laughs> yeah. 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 But but if the cops scream police, you're just supposed to believe them. Mm -hmm. When they when they violate the constitution, you're supposed to be secure in your person and in your house. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so they come in and can you imagine? They get the wrong okay, so they get the wrong house. And this is what people say. Well, they're right most of the time. And oftentimes they, they get the violent criminal. Mm -hmm. uh, again. So what you have done, so here's what, here's what I'm hearing, they're saying. So because they get it right most of the time, that gives them the right to violate somebody's constitutional rights anytime. some of the time. Yeah. Or yeah. any time. Yeah. Yes. That's well, a, yeah, it's the end justifies the means. That, right that's there. right. And, and that is what the communists always say. Mm -hmm. We are looking out for the safety of the society. That is, the, um, that, that is, the, that is certainly a major problem there. You cannot do this this republic the way it's supposed to be done when you change the goalposts from protecting the Constitution to keeping people safe. You're not supposed to keep people safe. You're you're supposed to get your eyes back on the Constitution, and if you and if you enforce and uh, uphold the Constitution, then people will be safe. They have they they have to take an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, and they do not. Yeah, they do not do that. And, uh, and so, um, for example, so I was watching something the other day, and so this guy, he sees another guy have an accident in a motorcycle, okay? And so he goes over and helps the guy, and then he calls 911, 
and he's standing there and uh, he tells the police, you know, hey, I, I'm the one that called and um, I, I've got to go, you know. And the police said, oh, no, 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 you cannot go because you're witness to this. And demanded his ID. And when he would not give it, first of all, he said, I didn't have my ID. You know, um, his wife was driving, if I remember the story right. And he said, I don't have my ID. And, uh, and so they said, well, we want your name and your birthday. Of course, the police can lie to you, but you cannot lie to the police. Now, there's something wrong with that, very wrong with that right there. And uh, in interrogations, mm -hmm. they can be very manipulative when, when they do that. That is all wrong, mm -hmm. you know. Well, anyway, and so he wouldn't do it. He was arrested for obstruction of justice oh, and hindering an investigation of a police officer. All, so what he did, basically, he saved this guy's life, and he's arrested for it, you know. So all that's telling me, it's, what's telling me, is don't call the police, mm -hmm. you know, because they're going to come after you, you know, and uh, it, it is extremely wrong. Yeah. Um, and so I think the vast majority of policemen, sheriffs, captains, deputies, I think they are all in violation of the Constitution. I absolutely do. They are supposed to be law enforcement officers. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is what they'll say. Well, I'm investigating uh, you know, we got a call. We're here because of a call, and here you are. Mm -hmm. And so I want your ID. And no. the reason why a lot of people will buy into that is because, like you said, a lot of times they'll catch a bad guy. In fact, I read a story in the paper not too long ago that someone called about a suspicious car on the side of the street. You know, being suspicious isn't a crime. <laughs> but That's they go right. and investigate it, and they find some guy who is running from the law, and they're, oh, yay, police officers, you know, protecting, there are no protecting stop, all of us. There are no stop and ID states. You, you do not have to turn over your identification just because an officer says, I'm giving you a lawful command. No, you're not. No, you're not. You have no authority. Uh, you, you, it, it's called RAS, reasonable, articulable suspicion, okay, that you have committed, are committing, are in the, or just about to commit a crime, okay? Then you can stop and demand ID. But all they want to say is, well, Raz, I have reasonable, articulable suspicion to ID you. No, well, you know, I can see the problem with that right there. That's up to it. And, and this is what cops always say. What is the big deal? We're just going to get you on your way. The big deal is you are violating the Constitution. Can't you communists see what you are doing? They're a bunch of communists. They're, they're brown shirts is what they are. They're, they're communist Gestapo Thugs is what they are. So I imagine a lot of people are surprised to hear that uh, that they have no authority to ask you for your ID. That is correct. You have got to be, um, again, reasonable, articulable suspicion that you have committed, are committing, or just about to commit a crime. And uh, now, so that, I mean, I've heard the police, uh, uh, they never, you know, now that I think back, they never say, give me your license. No, they always ask for it. They say, do you have it? Right. And then, uh, of course, I just hand it to him. You know, I think that's what you should do, honestly. You know, if you get pulled over by a police officer and they say, But if you they have say it. no, then they'll say, I'm detaining you mm -hmm. now. Okay? Now it's going from a consensual conversation to now I'm detaining you. And that's when you be quiet. You know, most lawyers in the United States will tell you never talk to a cop because it can never help you in court. Because what you say to a cop in court, that's inadmissible. You know? But anything that you say to a cop when he can testify, um, that, that can go against you. You see what I'm saying? That's right. They have to read you your Miranda rights. That's right. And so the best thing to do is say, no, 
And uh, most of the time, these charges are dropped. But here's what they'll do. They'll take you in. They'll make your life miserable for four or five or six hours mm-hmm. before you, they book you through the system. you got to book you in and book you out. Then you got to wait for somebody to come and get you. All that takes hours, you know. And, uh, and so they have robbed you of your freedom and constitutional rights for several hours. And they, it's all justified on the basis of, you know, we're here to protect and to serve. You know, and when God and, says it's your responsibility to protect yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and there, by the way, police officers are a new phenomenon. Originally, I guess it just depends on who you read. A lot of people believe that police officers all began. It's like a force to go chase after runaway slaves. <laughs> now that, that is something I heard during the uh, 2020 um, summer when a lot of these Democrats were calling for defunding the police, and they said, well, police are racist. The whole police force, the whole police system, it's all racist. I heard that, and they said it all started um, to, to go chase down slaves. That's the whole beginnings of police. And, of course, so I immediately kind of uh, rejected that just because of where it was coming from. But that's something pretty impressive about you. A lot of people might think you're closed-minded, but you're not because you uh, – Let's at least look into that. What's right is right. Yeah, and uh, I, in the face of that that argument, was pretty close-minded. I said, "Well, because it's the it's the liberal left and these you know these summer of love protesters telling me the police are racist, and uh, it all started to chase down slaves." I'm like, "Oh, I ain't got time for that." Well, there is no question in my mind that the police have profile. There's no question in my mind. Well, I've heard police officers tell me they have. They and, do, and it, they tell me it works. Yes, yes. So what they're saying is now we have a justifiable reason to throw the Constitution of the United States out. That's the what they're saying. Yeah, the end justifies the means. Right, right. But that's going to be you. I mean, soon it's going to be people that are going to church or profile. That's why you got to be able to see where this is leading. Um, soon it's going to be white Christians that are going to be profiled. Yeah, and, I mean, we already and to are. A degree, By the Biden administration, we're already profiled. Absolutely. Um, but it's going to be your turn soon. Uh, it's going to be. That's why you have to uphold the Constitution, and then people's interests are well taken care of. When you start trying to take care of people's interests, then you got to burn the Constitution. Yes. Yes. And um, as since cell phones have come out, it's been a game changer, and I thank God for the cell phones. That have come out because people record uh, record these things. They're recording it, and sometimes yeah. police will say, "You can't record. You can't record. Put that away." And right. they're, they're lying. And, and, and so here's what they're saying. Here's here's what here's what I'm hearing them say. I don't want to be held accountable. You know, but a lot of these people now they're getting wise, and they are they are uh, FOIA requesting the body cams, and all of this stuff is going live on the internet, live to Facebook, and I'm glad. Because police need to be held accountable. And the, the, one of the main reasons why policemen, they feel like they can get away with humiliating you. I was just, the other day, uh, I watched a whole, a, a whole video of a policeman who was directing traffic. And this one lady, she misunderstood. And it's obvious she did. She misunderstood his hand signals. And you can look at the video. It's quite obvious. And then... The cop goes ballistic on this woman. He had this woman in tears and crying. And I'm just thinking, oh, my blood is boiling. And honestly, if that cop would have done that to my wife, I'd have gone looking for him. I would have wanted, and I'm an older man now. I'm just almost 62. 
and he's just a young punk cop is what he is, and that's exactly what he is. And then at first, what these sheriffs and what these captains want to do is they want to defend the policemen, but now with body cams and now, you know, with um, cell phones, boy, it's hard to do because it was just your word against the cop's word, you know? And uh, I mean, this woman was profusely crying. He would not let up yelling and screaming at her and said, you know, I ought to put you in handcuffs right now for a traffic violation, you know? because he was having a bad day or whatever. Well, finally, all this stuff is coming to light now, and now, you know, people are reporting more to internal affairs, which is a joke, cops that are basically investigating cops. And I'm gonna tell you something else too. Uh, let me finish this story first, because this is, uh, so, I mean, she is just in tears over this thing, and you can hear her crying, and I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you were trying to say. And he just will not let up for five minutes, berates her. I mean, if that was my daughter, I, I would be so angry, so angry. And I think justifiably so, because they, they hide behind a badge because they're punks. They hide behind, so they get a fast car and a gun and a badge, and it all goes to their head. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that woman, um, there's no doubt in my mind that you could just look, look at her and just see her. She was, she... She was not a criminal. But now the kids that were sitting in the back are going to hate cops, and justifiably so, if that's the way cops are, you know. And uh, so absolutely, I can, I can see absolutely why this, and this kind of thing, and this is what I used to hear. Well, it happens every once in a while, you know. One bad apple. Excuse me? No. You can go to these auditors, and there's hundreds of them rolling all the time, up every single day, you know. And uh, I'll tell my wife, I'll watch a couple of them and tell my wife, I am mad. I'm, I'm mad, you know. And, uh, well, I, mean, I have had um, almost all, almost all of my interactions with police officers have been good. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't had something. Now, I have had, I have had some, some bad, I've told you about it. I was uh, working at the bus ministry in Chicago um, in, when I went to Hal Dancer College. And, um, most all of my interactions with Chicago police were horrible, humiliating. Uh, but, uh, and it's not like I was going to, you know, you know, getting into trouble all the time, but uh, just a couple times I got pulled over and it was not pleasant. They were very rude. And uh, Me too. But, um, you know, almost all of them, 90% of them, have been good. They, I, I get pulled over. I'm respectful to him, and he's respectful to me. You know, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he, he checks my, my license or whatever, and um, I'm on my way. Uh, you know, sometimes there's a ticket involved or, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, what about the, okay, so you say, you say, you know, most of them are good. You say you reject that. But, uh, well, I mean, speak to the people that, I, you know, that, well, Maybe they're having a hard time with what you're saying. Maybe they're, you know. They're you're just going to have to decide if you're a patriotic American or you believe in communist law, uh, communist feelings enforcement, because that's exactly what they're doing. Um, I, I am, I, I'm a constitutional patriotic American, and I believe that the policemen need to be just as subjective to the laws of the land as we are, and because they have a badge. They cannot just give directives. You know when a cop says you're free to go? 
Do you know? That means you're no longer detained. If you're free to go, you're free to stay. If you're free to go, they can't tell you you have to go that way. They cannot give you directives, you know, but but they'll, they'll tell you, oh, no, you have to go. You walk that way. Um, but there's people that are challenging that now, and they, they say, look, if I'm free to go, I'm free to stay, you know. And uh, here's here's what else they'll do. They'll, they'll say, well, uh, so they'll pull up on you. There's so many things here. And, and you don't want them to search your car, you know, because you're just, you're just having a, you don't like the way the cop is dealing with you, you know. They have uh, no right to search your car. But what they'll do is, is they'll look in. Of course, you can look, of course, they can look into your car, but you can't look into their car, which is you are allowed to look into their car, okay? Um, anything you can see from public, you cannot trespass the eyes. You have to realize that people are impersonating cops, too. Right. You don't Absolutely. Know, you don't know that guy is a real cop. Anybody can get a tin badge in a, in a, in a uniform. That's what these auditors say. Anybody can wear a costume, you know. And, uh, and so here's what they'll do. So they'll say, oh, well, you don't want me, you don't want me to um, see your ID. Why? There must be something wrong. There must be something you're hiding. Okay. A, a presumed guilty. That's right. That's right. Which is so unconstitutional, unconstitutional. right there. So as far as I'm concerned... The, the whole cop force, you know, is built on a phony premise. Every time I see one of these cop cars that says to protect and to serve or, or safety, you know, uh, safety first or whatever, as if they are responsible for your safety. I'm telling you, the day is going to come when your kid is climbing a tree, they're going to come after you because I'm the safety of the child. To protect. Yeah, to, to serve and to protect. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you've said before, uh, and we kind of touched on it, the beginnings of police force. There's no police force in the Bible. There's been no police force in most of American history. Um, uh, but it, it became a necessary, I think it became a necessary evil. Um, or I guess people would, would, would claim that. But uh, to have a police force, uh, it, you, you're basically not going to stop it from going to, to this place. Right. It's only going to get worse. Once you introduce a police force, it necessarily has to become a police state. It's basically that. Absolutely. So what, what's your answer? I mean, what, what do we do? Um, okay, so two scenarios. Let's just say we're not going to have a revival. The country has rejected the word of God. They think murder is okay. You know, they think adultery. I mean, everybody's sleeping with everybody else's wife nowadays. Okay, so if that's the world we're going to live in, then we have no choice. We're going to have to become a bigger nanny state, you know, and we're just going to have to rely on government more and more and more. Government's going to feed us, government's going to close us, protect us, the whole nine yards. Okay, so, yeah. That's, that's just, basically where we're at. That's today. basically where we're at. It's just going to be more cops, hiring more cops all the time. And the other scenario? The other scenario is have a revival. Get right with God. And uh, you won't need much of this, you know. Well, what First of all, if you would just let people have a gun. Yeah, protect themselves. Just, just protect themselves. And, um, but, but that's another thing. Now, let, let me stop and say this. So there's many, there's many um, states that have open carry. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a big problem right there. So, some, so you're walking down the street, and you are open carry your gun. Your constitutional right to do that, okay? So um, somebody calls up and says, well, there's somebody walking down the street brandishing a gun. You know, and now this is what the cops are going to do. They're not going to walk up to you and treat you with respect. They're going to pull up on you with their guns drawn. 
on you. And they're going to demand for, for doing what's constitutional, what the law says you can do. Okay? They're going to demand you on your belly. And they're going to stand you up. The cops are going to come around you. And they're going to have their gun, not tasers, their guns open, open um, and, and drawn on you. And, and then they're going to put you on your belly, humiliating on the street. Doesn't make any difference. Um, and they're going, to, they're going to stand you up. And then they're going to say, uh, we're going to handcuff you. And uh, for our safety and for yours, you know, well, wait a minute here. This guy didn't even have his hand on his gun, but their guns are drawn. You know, and uh, now, now that's a real problem right there. You know, uh, here's an American citizen abiding by the Constitution, being humiliated and brown beaten by the cops that should be defending this man's right to carry open carry. That's what the Constitution says. Missouri is an open carry state. But what they want to do is they want to then they want to search you for warrants. And they want to humiliate you. What a lot of people are saying, it is not worth it for me to carry a gun because they are making it so difficult for you to do that. And they'll say, we get a call back here again, blah, blah, blah. Well, then if you get a call from somebody that is, 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 is performing a constitutional right, you know, and they don't like it, and so they're going to call you on it, and then if you got to come back again, you're taking me in on 12-hour hold, you know, for, for my protection, so I don't hurt myself. That's where this is going. And I am very, very adamantly against it. Now, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, well, what, what about some nut that's just, you know, just looking for... First of all, people that open and carry do not, you know, look for a place to shoot. They're going to, they're, they're going to conceal it. That's, if there's a nut out there that's looking for a place to shoot, we need more people open carry. That's right. He's not going to... All these shootings happen in gun-free zone. Uh, uh, so, you know... If if I if, if I'm worried about a shooting, I want to go to a uh, to some place where I think people might be having a gun, uh, rather than go where there's no guns allowed. Yes. But you know, you were saying uh, that uh, we need to get back to letting people defend themselves, and here's where here's where the breakdown happened. Yeah, you know this, but um, you got these deadbeat dads who had no business hold, you know owning a gun. We got these these. Uh, you know, these these families that have fallen apart, splintered, you know, parents that have no business having kids, um, they're not supposed to have a gun. Maybe they're felons. You know, who knows? But for some reason, they're so immature, they're so irresponsible. You, I don't want them having a gun. You know, and so what we've got is we've got a a degradation of American society and the and the falling apart of the family, which is the the, the building block of of the society. When that goes. Now the void has to be filled by the police who come in and say, well, we'll protect you. You're too stupid. You're too irresponsible. You're too immature to protect you and your own family. And so you've got to have a police force uh, because the, the general public has been so dumbed down, has been so, uh, well, just so destroyed by sin. There's no hope of that, of that, that father being a protector of, of uh, you know, the, taking responsibility for him and his family. I mean, how did they do it back in, you know, we talked about this before, but, you know, we back in the Little House on the Prairie days, back in the 1800s, there was no police. You didn't call the police. Uh, it was the, the, the general public would unite against a wrongdoer, right? Yes. They would organize a group of men. Hey, this man 
did this, this this person got a possum and, and they would go and the general public, because of the shared morals, would enforce uh, it would enforce the law. Uh, because people took responsibility for themselves. Yes. Nowadays we couldn't get ten people on this block to agree on on what's right and wrong. It's because we got away from the Bible. We got away from the Bible and people are, are you know, sin sick and uh, the family is falling apart. Uh, and so we got to have the police. They would say we have to have the police. We have to have somebody we can call. I mean, what am I going to do? Uh, if, if, if I hear somebody out back, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, yeah, I have a gun. Um, well, if you hear them in, in the middle of the night, it's got to be a deer. It's got to be something else because a criminal is coming after you to kill you. They're going to kill you anyway. Yeah. You, you, you know, and this if, if they're going to lie in wait, there's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, and that's that. something you we mentioned. We talked about a fascinating uh, episode about uh, the Second Coming. Second, Second Amendment, Amendment, yes. But, but also, my nephews, your cousins, uh, both Chicago cops, one is Addison and another is Chicago, basically said this. They never stop any any violent crimes. It's all over by the time they get there. All they do is they don't take out a gun. They just take out their pen. Yeah. You know, and then they call you know the uh, the corner basically. That yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Now I know you said you don't want them carrying a gun. You know these criminals, these felons. Okay, what are you going to do? What's your what's your solution? I I, I get it. But I'm not that I don't want them. It's that the society has decided they're not worthy. Or right. Yeah. But, but what they, what's society going to do? So what they're going to do is what the Democrats do. Well, we got to take guns away from everybody because everybody is not worthy to some degree, just more, more than others. Mm -hmm. But I believe, you know, okay, do what you got to do, but don't violate the Constitution. But there's another problem with that because, okay, so you can, depending on who's in office, going to determine what the felonies are. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to come a day when a Christian is going to be considered a mentally unstable person. You're already, yeah. you know, some are. Uh, already saying that some doctors, some psychologists are already saying that, and uh, well, you're mentally unstable, therefore you shouldn't have a gun. So no, I, I, you know, I don't, I do not believe in taking away, you know, the Constitution to to fix, or because there, there's some that should not have a gun. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Again, it just goes back to the Constitution. Yeah. And the Founding Fathers uh, wanted a well-armed... Uh, what, what, what was the word that they used? in uh, Well-armed militia. Well-armed militia. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that people mention all the time about the American population is, uh, you know, I think the stat is there's like 300 million plus guns amongst the people of the United States. Yes. And that is a strong deterrent for, um, you know, Invaders, you know, so to speak. I've heard that said before. It's a strong deterrent against the government. Uh, it should be. It could be. Uh, of course, that's why they're infringing upon it. That's the word the founding fathers used in the Constitution: "Shall not be infringed." Uh, that's right. And that's out the window. You know? Yeah. Which which means it, it's an inalienable right. You, it cannot be taken away. Um, every, the whole animal kingdom. Um, you know, they, they they're wired for self preservation. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and but the government won't let us. Right. So here it is, you know, you know, Franklin County is a huge county just outside St. Louis County. And uh, what, each squad, you know, I mean, we're talking about, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of road. You know, there's what, 10, you know, 
on each one. There's no way they can be there to stop a crime. Right. You know, um, they, all they do is show up after the crime has been committed. That's it. You know, yeah. every once in a while somebody might call, you know, a domestic in progress. Uh -huh. But by the time they get there, it's over. Because once the, the perpetrator realizes that the cop has been called, he's going to run. Now, right. he may get caught, but the crime is already committed. Right. You know? And it's all because the government says, well, throw out the Constitution, give us your guns, and we will protect you. How about we get back to what the founding fathers said? Yeah. And just, you have the right to defend yourself. And this open carry. I mean... People walked around with guns in their holsters, and it wasn't to shoot rabbits either. Right. You know, right. it was for self-defense yeah. because they understood the criminal's going to have the gun, therefore the good guy should have a gun to, to, to balance the power. Um, the only way to get rid of a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That's it. Yeah. That's right. That's what it is. So to sum up, I, I imagine some people, you know, uh, we're so indoctrinated with this, with this back to blue, back to blue, you know. Um, if the blue is not going to back the Constitution, I'm not for the blue. You got to think deeper than that. What did Brother Hiles say? He said that, uh, you know, Baptist, fundamental Baptists are a dying breed because they can't think. They can't think. They can't. You got to think deeper than just, well, back to blue. And I'm not saying we should, you know, you know, praise the Lord for the good that, that police officers do, you know. Um, I'm sure many lives are saved. I'm sure, you know, they, they, they're they acts of service, things like that. I can see you rebelling internally at everything I'm saying right now. <laughs> oh, I'd like to know. I'd like to see the statistics. But I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is um, you once again have many Armed citizens, they kill more bad guys than cops. In fact, a lot more. Mm. Yeah. And, and criminals say that they're more afraid of an armed citizen with a gun than they are a cop with a gun. Yeah. I, I can see why. Mm -hmm. But I was about to say, once again, you've managed to, I'm sure, upset everyone that's listening to some degree. <laughs> that just reveals those that are communists and those that are constitutionalists. <laughs> but uh, that's not what, you don't tune in here to get your back scratched. You've figured that out by now. But um, the problem with your all your positions is that they're always so true. As I've told people before, I said, you know, I've come to you with the same, probably, okay, you're thinking, you're sitting here thinking, you may be stewing about what we've said and the strong words that have been used against police officers. And I've, I've felt the same way about a lot of things you've said before. They kind of, wait a minute, wait, stop, wait, I thought, you know, whatever. But the problem is I always come to you, and next thing I know, after talking to you for 10 minutes, I think the same way you do. Because the problem with all your your crazy views is that they're right. That's yeah. the problem with them. <laughs> Facts are stubborn things. They are. They don't care about your feelings. So, um, well, just you know, take the chip off your shoulder and and, and see if uh, maybe there's there's some uh, there's there's for a all lot you of cop lovers, for all you cop lovers out there, I have a question for you, and especially all you cops that are listening. How many times have you written a ticket for another cop? Mm. How many times do you testify against another cop? You know? Mm. Um, no, they protect their own. You better know it. Well, as you far as I'm concerned, if they would do that, they're unworthy of the badge. They're unworthy of the badge. And that's one of the things that these auditors, I love to say, uh, you'll, you'll let another guy 
that's that's um, one of you go for doing exactly the same thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, as far as I'm concerned, that proves right there the whole system is corrupt. Mm -hmm. The whole system is, and uh, I, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. They will find a reason to pull you over. I've been pulled over and profiled. Mm -hmm. You know, just because my truck is an old truck. Yeah. You know, um, right, right behind the church over here. And what are you going to do? And then if you give them an attitude because, man, you pulled me over with no cause at all, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then, then, you, then all of a sudden they want to bring out the dog and sniff your car, you know? And they can say, well, I smell marijuana coming out. That's why these people say, don't roll your window down because they're, they're going to find a reason mm -hmm. to make your life miserable. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so all of that, I'm against it all. Mm -hmm. Now, traffic violations, yeah. If you if you violate you, you speed, yeah you you got to give them you got to give them your because you have to be legal on the road you have to have the license to drive right. and and I can see that yeah. but I like what these auditors say all the time I'll give you I'm talking about not not traffic violations I'm talking about other things I'll give you my ID if you give me your ID mm -hmm. you know and then they want to just say well my name is right here on the badge no anybody no. can get one of those things yeah yeah anybody can do that and still that that means nothing mm -hmm. you want me to give you everything about me but you don't want you don't want me to know anything about you except your first and last name and that you work for the sheriff's department you know yeah. so it, it's it's just not fair and and they do not they do not want to be held accountable they feel like because they're behind a badge they're immune and by the way this whole qualified immunity thing that's a big problem because now they can just do anything and they don't have to suffer any consequences for it. You know, they should, they, they should have to, policemen should be sued. If they're going to violate a person's constitutional rights, they should personally be sued. That's qualified immunity. Well, so, so because they, they work for the, the sheriff's office, they screw up. Okay. The, the, the county, We'll have to take the the uh, okay rather than the individual rather than the individual that's right and uh, so so they don't care and then the county's got this insurance you know it's coming out you know just coming out their ears so it's it's no big deal for the county you know and uh, and then and then they they just um, they feel like they can just just run over your rights and um, demand and give you unlawful directives and uh, force enforce feelings or just because they don't like what you're doing they think they can tell you what to do you know they need to be held accountable themselves the county should not have to be sued for a cop who violates um, as far as I'm concerned it's kidnapping you have taken away somebody's freedom because you, 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 don't, you don't like their attitude? And by the way, it is not illegal for you to get an attitude with a cop. Mm -hmm. You know? And what they say is, you know, if you're being arrested unlawfully, you have the right to resist that. You know? But if you do, all hell will break loose. You know? And they're going to manhandle you. They're going to drop you. So thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I would just say to anybody that is really having a hard time with Patriotic American, that you believe in the Constitution, and nobody from 
Joe Biden right on down has the right to, to violate your civil and constitutional rights. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in today. And uh, we uh, hope to hear from you. If you got any questions, please email us at thecancerpreacher.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.